is LBC with Nick Abbott. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Simon Marks is LBC's US correspondent and joins us now from Washington, D.C. Hello, Simon. Evening, Nick. So, there was um, a march... Was there one or or many March for Our Lives? This is uh, an anti-gun protest movement uh, that took place today, is that right? Uh, Yeah, it's been a full weekend of protests here in Washington, D.C., with other marches in other parts of the country as well. Uh, Of course, arising from uh, at least uh, the last three incidents of mass gun violence in the U.S., the uh, attack on the Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, of course, that left 19, 8, 9 and 10-year-olds dead and their two teachers, plus prior to that, uh, the uh, racially motivated assault on the Buffalo supermarket up in New York that left nine shoppers and a security guard dead. Uh, There was also an attack on a a hospital in Tulsa uh, that left, uh, I think, five people dead, including a doctor who was the target of the attack uh, for uh, having, according to the gunman, botched some back surgery uh, that he had performed on the gunman. Uh, This march was supported by President Biden, although he didn't attend, but it was encouraged by uh, the White House. And it came on the day when white smoke suddenly started pouring out of the uh, United States Senate with Democrats and Republicans saying that they had forged agreement to pass a very limited package of gun control measures. What they've basically agreed to do uh, is... uh, to provide incentives to individual American states to start implementing and enforcing red flag laws. Those are the laws that exist in some states. They've been used 8,000 times already uh, across the country, whereby a judge uh, can authorise the police to confiscate weapons from someone who's deemed to be a threat to public safety. They're putting more money into mental health resources nationally. They're putting more money into bolstering safety, uh, specifically at schools and they're going to implement enhanced background checks that will provide the authorities time to check the juvenile and mental health records uh, of anyone trying to buy a gun who is under the age of 21 but notably this package that's been agreed by democrats and republicans does not contain any anything meaningful whatsoever in banning weaponry it stops short even of the measure that was passed by the House of Representatives uh, a few days ago, which would uh, um, make a change in the law so that 18-year-olds couldn't buy assault rifles. It would raise the age at which you can buy an assault rifle to 21. That's off the table. It's not part of this Senate package. Uh, President Biden, in a statement, said, Obviously, the package does not do everything that I think is needed, but it reflects important steps in the right direction and would be the most significant gun safety legislation to pass Congress in decades. The sooner it comes to my desk, the sooner I can sign it, and the sooner we can use these measures to save lives, he says. I mean, in realistic terms, how many lives will be saved, and clearly there will be some saved by these measures, you know, pales into insignificance compared to the loss of life uh, that we've witnessed here just over the last few weeks and will undoubtedly continue witnessing again because this is, you know, such a, a lukewarm series of measures that the Senate has agreed upon. America's the only country in the world where this uh, happens uh, on such a, uh, in such a frequent uh, 
with such frequency, a mass shooting happens in America every single day. And by mass shooting, I mean more than four people get shot. No other country in the world does that to happen to. And no other country in the world sends their children to school while thinking that they might not see them at the end of the day. No, absolutely. I mean, it is a uniquely American facet. You may have seen uh, the clip of Sky News correspondent Mark Stone trying to get an answer from Senator Ted Cruz as to why he believes in American exceptionalism, given that in this particular instance, American exceptionalism certainly does not appear to be uh, a badge of honour for the country. And uh, if you've seen that clip, you will have seen Ted Cruz kind of stalking away from Mark Stone and essentially uh, accusing him of being anti-American. Uh, <laughs> Whereas the reality is uh, that the country is suffering from this epidemic, uh, that its politicians have once again proved uniquely unable to do anything about it. I mean, what they have agreed to do is marginal at best. Uh, it is sadly inevitable that there will be another mass shooting along, you know, in, in the next few days or the next few weeks. And once again, we'll all be talking about why the United States hasn't done more. I mean, the, the, the supporters and the defenders of what's been agreed here today will say, well, at least there's a conversation taking place now. At least some consensus was forged between Republicans and Democrats, because remember, of the 100 seats in the Senate, uh, the Democrats and President Biden need 60 votes to get anything done. It's not done, uh, this, the, these gun control measures on a straight majority. So they have to bring over 10 Republicans, and that assumes every single Democrat stays loyal to the concept of gun control, which is not necessarily a safe uh, assumption. So they've, 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 they've created this compromise, uh, which has been agreed to by 10 Republicans, and they think they've got enough Democrats uh, to bring it over the finishing line. But by nature, it is diluted. And yes, they've managed to forge a compromise in a town where we now see precious little of that. But they have also, to some extent, demonstrated that this country is increasingly ungovernable, that you can't address the major problems that the country faces because of polarization. And in this case, the debate that, you know, you and I have talked about before between those people who think that the Second Amendment to the American Constitution gives them the right to go out and buy a military grade assault rifle and those millions of Americans who think that's crazy. Yeah, and the, their answer to uh, 19 children getting shot in school th this last week, which of course was not the only children to get shot in school in recent memory, it happens all the blooming time in America, their answer to that is arm the teachers and put more armed policemen in schools and close all the exits and the entrances to schools and have um, like airport style security going in and out of schools and i'm sorry but the country you're, that you're in has lost its mind absolutely but i mean again if you look at this package that they've agreed today you can see some fundamental elements of republican thinking in this package they are providing money to fortify schools i mean they talk about strengthening security at schools they are talking about beginning the process of turning them into fortifications. They are pouring money into mental health. No question mental health resources are thin on the ground here. But the decision to do that is reflective of the argument that the governor of Texas advanced 
uh, the day after or possibly even on the day of the Uvalde shooting when he said that he had a meeting with law enforcement in Uvalde and he claimed that they had uniquely told him that Uvalde had some very, very specific mental health issues. There were mental health problems in that community that apparently, you know, just dwarfed everything that was taking place in other parts of Texas and the rest of the country. Now, if you look at what the Democrats have got out of these proposals, okay, enhanced background checks they'll take that as a win because gun owners across america tend to be very hesitant although they're not uniquely uh, they're not they're not um, unanimously opposed uh, to the concept of background checks but the democrats haven't succeeded in getting anything here even in terms of raising the age at which you can buy an assault rifle so you can still if you're 18 years old in a substantial number of states across the country walk into a gun shop go to a gun show uh, and buy uh, an AR-15 assault rifle. And maybe there are going to be some enhanced background checks put into place so that at least you, you might get a second look before you walk out of there with that weapon. Uh, but if you go back to Uvalde, the shooter in Uvalde had set off no alarms. Uh, there was no, nothing in the system uh, that had been flagged when he went through a, a background check to buy his uh, weaponry to suggest that he shouldn't get his hands on it so you know you can enhance these background checks but at the end of the day they too don't have a particularly strong track record of stopping uh people who shouldn't be getting their hands on these weapons from from being able to acquire them now there's been um, some very uh, mesmerizing television this week hasn't there because mm, the has. hearings into the attempted coup have been uh, gaining tens of millions of viewers and what i've seen has been uh, really quite alarming yeah, and there's going to be more in a few hours' time, because later today, your time, uh, there'll be another hearing. It's not going to be done in prime time on television, like the hearing uh, that was held last Thursday. These, of course, are hearings that are being convened by the House of Representatives Select Committee that is investigating the riot on Capitol Hill, the deadly insurrection by Donald Trump's conspiracy theory-believing supporters on January the 6th of last year. Uh, Donald Trump's election campaign manager, Bill Stepien, uh, has been subpoenaed and will be compelled to testify in the hearing that's taking place uh, a little bit later on today, your time. Uh, I think we could see some dramatic exchanges between him and members of the committee. And in that made-for-TV special that lasted two hours last Thursday night and was carried by all the major television networks here, with the singular exception of the Fox News channel, uh, it's pretty apparent that the committee is formulating the argument that Donald Trump should be prosecuted, should face criminal charges in connection with what committee members argue and demonstrated last Thursday through the very effective use of video imagery, the president's own words, uh, the testimony that they've taken from some of his, uh, some members of his own inner circle, including his daughter Ivanka, his yeah. former attorney general. Uh, it it played like Bond. a Hollywood blockbuster. I mean, yeah, it was very, yeah, well, very well it, done. It was produced like a Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah. I mean, they brought in... Uh, a, a former network news executive uh, to produce the thing so that it was, you know, it was going to rattle along and actually keep audiences. And the numbers show it kept the audiences. 20 million people watched it. Yeah, I was riveted. 
and, and, and people didn't switch off as the two hours passed. Yeah. I mean, they In stayed with it. That's right. Interesting you say that Fox News, which is, um, you know, Murdoch's right-wing news channel in the States, who are still peddling the notion that no such coup ex uh, happened. You cannot believe what you see with your own eyes. Some other alternative reality is what we're actually proposing. They had their uh, number one... Uh, um, presenter, which is, uh, what's his name again? Well, they had Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson right, back okay, to the, back. The both a, of them, right. And, yeah. and they played for two the two hours that this was playing on every other channel. They they did it commercial-free, didn't they? Yeah. With the reason that when, when they show the commercials, people switch over and yep. they would have seen it because it was on every other channel. And so, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it's borderline evil, isn't it? Well, it's, it's never, never land. I mean, it's, it's the land of make-believe. Uh, they went commercial free to maintain their audience and they did maintain their audience. I didn't see the numbers for Tucker Carlson, but Sean Hannity certainly kept his three million nightly viewers. I mean, there's the same number that he gets every night and it makes him one of the top rated hosts in cable news. So there were at least three million people out there in sort of Trump world uh, that were not seeing what the rest of the country was seeing play out in that hearing room. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that the whole night was sort of a demonstration of two Americas. If you were looking at sort of Democrat Twitter that night, there were people who were saying they, they couldn't understand why Donald Trump hadn't already been arrested. And they were celebrating. They viewed this as the end of the road for Donald Trump. This committee, including uh, the presence, the formidable presence of Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney, now completely ostracized by her own party, despite the fact that she's got impeccable, unimpeachable right-wing credentials, um, they convinced themselves that this committee was making the case for a criminal referral against Donald Trump later in the year and was trying essentially to convey a message to the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, that when that criminal referral is made, they expect him immediately to act and remove the Donald Trump chess piece from the chessboard. Is Georgia, the state of Georgia, not taking uh, quicker action than that? Yeah, well, and that's the interesting question, isn't it? That it is quite possible that this committee also is trying to inspire states uh, beyond uh, individual states to take action against him and certainly uh, there are moves underway in Georgia and there may be moves underway in other jurisdictions because remember in Georgia Donald Trump was specifically on the phone with election officials at one point instructing them to find him another 1200 votes because yeah. that's what he thought he needed to win the state can't you just find me those votes Right. So all sorts of criminal jeopardy lies ahead for him. And this process is going to stretch on until September. There are risks for the Democrats in all of this because it makes them look a bit obsessed with the events of 18 months ago when the price of petrol this weekend reached an all-time record high. But what they're really trying to do is neutralize Donald Trump. And the story of this year will be whether they succeed in doing it or not. Yeah, and also whether Donald Trump is actually at war with his own family now because he tried yes. to throw his own daughter under the bus <laughs> because she disagreed with him. There's never, there's never anyone. I mean, even Ivanka, I mean, far and away, viewed by most people here as his favourite child. I mean, uh, even she, uh, he was ready to throw under the bus after that evening of testimony on Thursday.
doesn't get boring, does it? Never, mate. Simon Marks, thanks very much for your time. Simon Marks is LBC's US correspondent, joining us there from Washington, D.C.